By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. Are you beating on your microphone again? No. I thought I heard you beating on your microphone. I was going to no, say. No, that was, I was getting in with the groove. Da, 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 da. What was, what again now? What now? Huh? What, what, are you in pain or something? Are you hurting this morning? No. You're, you're hurting for certain? Are you tired of day number two of thunderstorms and rain? <laughs> man. Of the monsoon? Oh, man. We uh. literally had a tsunami in the Midwest. You know, what's interesting about this is, and I'm looking at the updated, let me look at the updated uh, radar here. Uh, I looked at it a couple hours ago, and the storm system, oh boy, pretty much, the storm system we are now, uh, that's rolling over the St. Louis area, goes all the way back into Colorado. <laughs> I mean, it's like... Are you kidding? No, it goes from, it goes from, um, it goes from like east of Colo- east of Denver, and it goes all the way across Kansas, all the way across Kansas. Right now, part of it is hitting Kansas City. The majority of the largest part of the storm center is right over central Missouri. Looks like it's as far north as Moberly, as far south as Lake of the Ozarks. And then it goes over the St. Louis area. Now, we might get a little bit of a break here because it looks like it's tr- it's trending just a little bit to the north, but then there's another one behind it. And it goes all the way into West Virginia. Blue Ridge Mountains? Sit. So yeah, Blue Ridge Mountains. Not one continuous storm system, but for the most part, one system of storms that goes from Colorado right through the center of the United States, you know, top to bottom center, all the way into Virginia. Yeah, I said West Virginia. Actually, goes all the way to Virginia. Matter of fact, it's almost all the way to D.C. right now, if you can believe that. It's just bizarre. I can believe that. It's just bizarre. Could you believe? Could you imagine being one of those cars that got swept up? Yesterday, but that's that was crazy. That was crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. I mean, these these the pictures of of these cars almost being enveloped, and their lights are all on. So there's people in there. Or their lights. Their lights are on. And there are people home. Huh? Never mind. <laughs> oh, and, and it just sat there, and it just made me think well, of John Schneider's. Uh, Chief Schneider with the Woodsville Fire see, uh, Department, Fire Protection District, when he says, turn around, don't drown. Once again, the crazy thing on that is we hear those announcements. Oh, it's that, that fire guy again. Who who would drive yeah. their who would drive their car into the water, right? Yes, yes. That's exactly because why does he do those announcements? Because he's probably pulled too many people in his years of service. He's probably pulled too many people out of flooded cars, and he knows what he talks about, right? You know what oh, I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean, it's to the point absolutely. where it's like it's like people go, I would never do that. Now, the main problem is. And I heard several people, you know, talk about this on a couple of different other radio stations. And I know in person, uh, I someone said the exact same thing to me. If you're driving at night, let's say you're working the night shift or you're, you're going home or you're going to work early and you're driving along. And I think yesterday, if you take the, you know, with, with the situation yesterday, you take the normal route to to work you know places that when it rains real hard, get some water in it. You know what I'm saying? There's a low spot here on 94. There's a low spot here on 44. And, yeah, there's a spot over here where the drain clogs up all the time, and you got to watch that left lane. You know what I'm saying? It's to the point where you're – I do know what you're saying. But... Yeah, so yesterday – I mean, I know you have a thought, and I'll let you finish it, but let me talk first. So yesterday, you know, Caleb Hunter, who with his Extreme Electrical and Salt River Automotive – 
um, I'm his daughter, Kendra, his oldest daughter, is my friend. Believe it or not, she's my friend. And so we went out on a, because I still have this convertible. So we went out on a little girl date the other, yesterday. And I so wanted to drive with the top down. So we made sure that we were in between rain clouds. And then we, we stopped. We put our top down. And then we drove. And then it started raining again. So we stopped and put our top back up. <laughs> but anyway, we were driving and P was closed. Well, well, you know, that's what happens when you drink too much beer. Your, your pee gets closed. Oh, uh-huh. you, you're talking highway Ew. Highway pee was closed. Okay. Highway I, pee was closed, yes. <laughs> Wouldn't you hate to live on highway pee? Where do you live? I, I live would. on I live highway, on highway pee. I live on highway pee. Oh, really? You get, you get some ribbing about that? Yes, all the time. And you're the, not the first person that ribbing? said that. Uh, right. Okay. No, but what I was going to say right. was, before you interrupted me so rudely. I know. <laughs> I don't care. Get over it. Yesterday was one of those days where you got big bands of, you know, big, you know, puddles or more than puddles, big, like flooded areas of roadway that you don't normally get. And yes. that was that was the problem. Like 70? Well, people were hitting it like 50, 60, 70 miles an hour and you hit water and it's like running in the sand. You slow down in a hurry. And sometimes oh, yeah. I absolutely positively lose control of the car. So, uh, you know, I mean, that's and, – and a lot of times, like, you know, when, like, you know, sh- think Shelly would learn her lesson by flipping off a state trooper and then wrecking her car, you know. Uh, I didn't flip <laughs> off the state trooper. That wasn't until afterwards I had already wrecked uh, my car. Oh, okay. Anyway, so um, – I would never do that. That state trooper was so nice and such a gentleman, and he just wanted to see if I was okay. He probably was going like, what in the world is her deal? I need to do a field sobriety test on her. What in the world was she doing? No, but there were lots of people that drove into the, the water and didn't realize it was there because it's dark. It's like it's like black ice. You know what I mean? You don't you don't see it until you're already going sideways. You know what I mean? And it's the sort of same thing with that. But anyway, uh, there was only one person in the entire St. Louis area that died as a result of this i believe was drowned in a car i believe in south city and and you know once again this it may... was like that down there too oh so what it was everywhere i mean i did not know the that. band of activity came through from the northwest to the southeast so in other words if you look at that i think i wish i could find it again the dude from channel four the channel four meteorologist you know tickled his keyboard and and hit the right keystrokes and produced this really cool graphic that showed the band of rain and how much how much rain there was in it. And what's interesting was, it's like a slash mark going from like upper left on the sc- upper left hand corner of the screen to the lower right hand corner, and it goes right smack dab through you know from northwest to southeast, comes through St. Charles County, then as it comes into the St. Louis metro area, goes through like you know Maryland Heights, then it's trending southern, so, you know to the south, and it goes right through the city of St. Louis. And then out the other end into Illinois. And there's spots in there where if you look at the little color code, when I looked at it, I'd go like, is this possible? There's spots in there where it said 10 to 12 inches of rain. And this was like cumulative over the course of the storm. Now, the official record, I think, was, you know, everything's at Lambert, uh, was 7.61 inches or something like that, which like broke a record from like 100 years ago, something like that. So anyway, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to get myself in trouble, and even to the point where I won't mention the person. I've talked about this in the air before. I get in trouble from you. I get in trouble from other people, 
And I'm just going to go ahead and say it, and it bothers me, not that I'm a pet hater, but what were all the big stories on the front page of the Post and the front on the, all the news stations in St. Louis? The Stray dog, Rescue and uh, the, Stray Paws. The dogs that died. I'm going like... They were puppies. Yeah, but once again, they're dogs. They had their whole puppy life ahead of them. They're not humans. They're dogs. We have people... Matter of fact, I will tell, maybe next hour, I will tell the story. And you know what? I didn't realize it till about 6.30 last night. And I called my sister-in-law. And once again, her house flooded. And she Aww. lives she lives in an unincorporated of area of St. Charles County off of Junk Station Road. And this is like time number six for her. And this is sort of an interesting story. A long time ago, they, she's had this house for a long time. And um, Creek in her backyard. No, never any problems for years and years and years here. Never any problem. They built a new subdivision near where she lives, and it totally changed the dynamics of the drainage. And her house floods all the time. Now, what's interesting was FEMA. There were like ten houses on her street that are like in this low area. I think she said they bought seven of them out, and she's only one of three that's still there. And the crazy thing about it is, she, you know, her house floods. The insurance company comes. As a matter of fact, yesterday. I, you know, when I talked to her, she thinks her car's destroyed. Not only that is that it's at the bottom of a hill. You have to see where this is, is. Not only that is these big old logs and trees that were knocked down by the, you know, like like by the storm the water. Rushing in, water, in, which in is the creek, stronger than anybody can imagine. Right. Rushed and, and smashed into her car. And she's got like she's got like a foot of water inside her car. So... I'm going like, okay, do you need me to come over to cut, you know, the trees away so you can get out? And she says, no, matter of fact, the insurance company just told me don't even touch it because they're going to have, uh, you know, you talk about people are going to be busy today. Uh, the insurance, uh, you know, oh, the, the estimator guys, you know, the and claims adjuster dudes and dudettes, they're going to be out there. If they're, I mean, they've already been out there since yesterday. They're probably working long hours. Okay. Also, I want to talk about, we talked about Caleb. Now, Caleb's sort of down low, but he's not. Did he have any problems over there in Salt River Automotive or where he's at on Salt he River said, Road? He um, said a few a few places that water got in, but other than that, he was golden. So in other words, because he's he's almost in the floodplain, you know what I mean? I mean, like sort of across yeah. the street from him is where the floodplain is, you know what I mean? And But he's got that big hill behind him, and I'm worried that there would be like rushing torrents of water coming down that hill toward his building. But he did okay then? He did. That's what he said. Not so much for Josh Pesamenti. And um, I texted him and he responded last night. We'll talk about him next hour. One of our clients. And, um, man, I feel for him. Because I feel for him as on two levels. As a business owner and as an equipment owner. And he's got the double whammy. Because his place, you sent me the picture. And I did. It's not good. And uh, and he, he's such a good soul. He replied Him and his bride. He replied last night, and we'll talk about that next hour. But okay. Anyway, if you have something that you would like to talk about, and once again, I give this number out in the air. This is my cell phone number. You know, I had this yesterday. I have a fight going on with a company that unfortunately we're forced to deal with at the radio station, where they send me these nasty emails, and I reply back. I go. I'm not going to talk to you back and forth over email. Here's my phone number. Call me. And they never do. And yesterday I had one of the supervisors threaten legal action against me. And I said, once again, 
I respond. And you know, it's interesting. This has been going on for a year. I respond back to the emails and then nobody ever even sends me back an email. It's, it's like probably because it's an unmonitored box. Well, once again, if you're going to send me nasty grams, let me at least reply. So now I got a supposedly guy who's like a vice president sending me emails, and I sent him an email. Matter of fact, <laughs> here, <laughs> let me see if you can find it. I'll read it. It's to the point where it's like, it's like, come on, guys, what is going on with this? Um, let me find it. Let me see if I can uh, da, 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 find it real quick. I, it's in my other box. Hold on a minute. Uh, do this right here. Um, yeah. Hey, Bob, I've continually responded to blah, blah, blah emails I've been receiving. I've repeatedly asked to have someone call me at 314-280-8880. Never have I received a call. Do you only do business via email? I'm kind of old school and would like to conduct business on the phone. Will you call me, please? Brad Hildebrand. I have my phone number, my email address. Matter of fact, I have two phone numbers on there. I have a secondary phone number. I have both phone numbers on there. I bet you any money I don't hear from this guy. And, you know, once again, he's already threatening legal action. And I'm going like, and what's, it's, it's sort of a crazy story because I'll tell you the story. It's a brand new music licensing company that came out of nowhere. There's already three of them, ASCAP, BMI, and CSEC. Now there's a fourth one called GMR. And what do they want? They want us to mail them a check every month. You know, because we play music on the air. We promote their artists, but they don't care. They don't care that we give their artists free airplay. They just want money. It's just a money grab. And if you don't, it's like the goofy thing. I've even showed you this one. We get we get these nasty, we get uh, FedEx packages from attorneys representing this guy who is a patent troll who has some crazy patent that was issued back like in the 60s for a patent for playing music from a computer hard drive. And he sends out all these, he has a, a patent attorney that literally sends a lawsuit to every radio station in the country, essentially saying, hey, you owe me $3,000 if you don't pay by such and such, see you in court. I mean, I get one at least every six months, every six months. And it's interesting because it's to the point where it's like, and I always, I, you know, same kind of deal. I reply back, I send a letter back, please contact me and look, look, discuss this on the phone. Never hear from anybody. Do people not use the phone anymore? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm going like once upon a time you got on the phone and you conducted business, right? I mean, yes. I mean, I still do business on the phone. You do too, don't you? Yes, I do. I mean, I don't get it. I mean, maybe it's to the point where I think here's the thing. If they do totally email, then they've got an evidence chain of whatever you said, you know, but if you're on the phone, unless they record it, you know, they can't say, well, Which everybody records. I know it's to the point where it's like, dude, just record the phone call. I don't care. Ask me if I mind if the phone call is being recorded. I'll say, no, go ahead and record me. I got nothing to hide. Let's just talk. Let's just not send out stupid emails that you don't respond to. You know, you know what? There was a guy. I shouldn't tell this story. There was a guy. But you're going to anyway. There was a guy that that had this thing on YouTube where it was a system where you could set it up where it would. It's like a robo dial, like you know, like you get all these stupid robo dial calls. You could create your own robo dialer. You took an old computer and you put a modem on it and you did you modified this and and it would call. You'd say, okay, call this person every ten minutes, you know, and you put their phone number in and you recorded a message. Hi, this is Brad. I've been, you know, you've been sending me emails and you won't respond to my phone call. So I'm calling you. Please call me at 314-280-8880. Thank you. And then 10 minutes later, it calls again. And it just does that however long. You said you want it every five minutes, it'll call every five minutes. I'm going like, I want to get me one of those. 
and put these people into it that like, okay, fine, I'll just call you every five minutes. And one of these days, you'll answer my phone call, right? I find it fascinating that, and we've dealt with this with, with like politicians. I had Mike Elam on the air yesterday, okay? Yes, you did. He's there is such a, a fine man. There is a guy who's running against him who I have talked to personally, offered him time on the air, refuses, won't come on the air. Okay, whatever. But now what's going to happen scared? is- I don't know. I don't I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're running for political office and I get the whole thing that if you're like, you know, somebody like, you know, some certain politicians, they say things, you know, like Trump. Trump will say things through the top of his head. So will Biden. Remember last week, Biden said he had cancer. You know this story? I missed that one. He said he had cancer last week. I'm not kidding. He said he had cancer. And the White, once again, he says these things, and then the White House, well, what he meant to say was, years ago, he had some, he had some spots that were deemed to be, you know, precancerous melanoma on his arm, and they were, you know, surgically removed. No, he said he had cancer. I have cancer. I think he's actually said that. You know, once again, that's why they don't let him loose, because, in fact, he says weird stuff. How's his COVID? Uh, supposedly he's back to normal. I think, I think he's actually out. I think today is his first day out of quarantine. So anyway, he's going to be out, out and about today. Because for some reason, I just feel, I don't know why I feel like this, that... Um, you feel he's he's going down the slippery slope? No, I feel COVID? like they're going to use COVID fog to... Um, Who knows? Who guess, knows? clean up their mess. Who knows? Okay, we have to take a break. Break. God, I just realized, damn it. Why is that on there? Okay, I got a mistake on the wall. Because it's supposed to be. Yeah, okay, we have to take a break. It is 6.31. Break. Westplex 107.1. You are listening to Westplex 107.1, 104.5 KSLQ, and AM 1350 KRAP. It's the travel cast. BS.show. What is it about? Hmm, absolutely nothing. It's a show about nothing, for real. It's just Brad, he's the B, and Shelly, who's me. Who's the S? Kind of. Yeah. You know, we had a guest this morning, but they canceled. <laughs> oh, really? 7.30. Yeah, I'll tell you who that is later. Uh, anyway. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know who I'm talking about, don't you? I do. Yeah. Okay. Which, you know, trying to, trying to, anyway. Um, Just, it's okay. I'm gonna, it is okay. I'm going to send you. And do not give this web address out in the air yet, okay? Okay. I'm going to text you a new website I, that I put up yesterday, okay? You are putting up <laughs> websites for everything. <laughs> That's how we can grow your business. We've got literally websites for everything. And they have advertisements on it, so. They absolutely <laughs> right. do. Right, and we put backlinks on all of them to, to your website, which, you know, once again, if you play the Google game, which everybody does, that's what it's the all Google about. Game. Backlinks, and, you know, it, it's a game. You know, it, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Google game is, you know, you got to do this. You got to make sure. Matter of fact, there's this lady. I get a, an email, a, you know, it's an email pitch that sell a course. She's a writer. Her name is... Her name is Laura Belgrade. I give, her, I give her credit. Oh, Talking Shrimp. Yeah, Talking Shrimp. You know who I'm talking about. Okay. I do. Have you ever read to the bottom of her emails? Yes. She's probably got a 40 to 50 line disclaimer on the bottom of her emails. I'm not kidding you. 40 to 50 lines. And what's interesting is, you know why she does that? Because she's verbose? No. It's all about getting past the Gmail uh, stupid filters. 
So in other words, what she's, I can see that. what she's doing is she's putting in, because the Gmail filters are looking for certain words and things like that. You know, like you can't say this, you can't say that. Hold on a minute. You know what? Talk for a minute, okay? Okay, for a minute. Anyway, going back to my little excursion with Miss Kendra Hunter. So we sat there and we went to this lovely little ice cream shop. We had a taste for ice cream. So we had this lovely little ice cream shop called utterly malicious and i had heard of them but i i didn't actually think they were out that far but it was it was lovely we had some really good i had dole whip and some sherbet and she had chocolate and more chocolate and chocolate even a little bit more so um but it was it was lovely so kendra thank you for hanging out with me yesterday um it was lovely caleb thank you for you know, letting your daughter in my little bubble. Now, Caleb is well aware of of your idiosyncrasies, and con- yes. you know it could be that you're that you may be contributing to the delinquency of a minor. <laughs> no, I I'm very specific, Brad. I'm very I I know what I did in my youth, and I try everything I can not to promote that kind of behavior. You're doing just the opposite of what you did when you were a kid, right? <laughs> yes. Actually, <laughs> Caleb, you can trust me with your daughter because I was a terrible person when I was here, hurt your daughter's age. So I'm just doing everything exactly opposite what I did with your daughter, right? So, yeah, okay. she's actually she's really a cool gal. Okay, and we just sit there and we talk and we laugh and yeah, it was. It's just she's lovely. Okay. I love her. I'm going to ask you a nosy question about. And by the way, the reason I had to leave for a minute is. Uh, it's not even 7 o'clock, and I've screwed up three times already. You know, And once again, everything's my fault. And Mike Otten, thank you so much. I did screw up, and I forgot. Okay, so um, what's interesting about this is that I find it sort of interesting that women, and you're gonna, you might be, get mad at me when I tell this story, but women, Probably. women are trying to help other women. Okay? Yes. Okay? And yes. I, you you agree with me on that, right? I do. And you belong to this. Well, you did belong to that organization. I'm sorry, I forgot. Uh, anyway, that's Brad. fostering the idea that women can become successful business owners and be successful. Essentially, is what the group's about. Correct? Yes. Okay. So why can't men do that? There is no group for men. I mean, that's because you're not allowed to have one. Well, but that's my point. I mean, for example, the Boy Scouts are not the Boy Scouts anymore. The Boy Scouts are the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts and the girls. The Girl Scouts take in boys. You know, if you have something, if it's like, if you have something, see, this is, Shelly and I go back and forth with this. If you have an organization that's all women and exclusively women, that's okay. But if you have an organization that's all men, you can't have that. You, no. oh, Sorry, you can't have that. That's that's discrimination. Okay, no, hold on a minute. Yeah, it's like the MAC club. Right. You know, I, it was all men. It, it it was all men. Right, and, and women complained. That was back in the day when men are men and, and women were women, right. and there was no and, ifs, ands, or buts about it. And if you know the story of the MAC, the Missouri Athletic Club, there's two of them. There's one, the original one downtown. There's one out there yes. at 270 in Manchester where we met Mr. Mr. Pothead and... <laughs> 
Mr. Flip Flop, I'm going to wear a pot shirt. <laughs> yes. I'll I'll broadcast to the world that I get high morning, noon, and night. Anyway, uh, so so the old deal with the Missouri Athletic Club downtown was the reason one of the reasons they gave that women couldn't join was the rule in the swimming pool. And I and tell me if I'm you know correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I know I'm right. The rule for the MAC swimming pool back in the day was you had to swim naked. Correct. Okay. I wouldn't know that because I was a child. Well, no, but that was the rule. But my mom and I, she did have a, a, a friend who was part of the MAC, probably part of the original MAC. And there used to be times when you could take women and kids for like dinner. But you couldn't go into the pool because no, the rules. you couldn't go anywhere past right, the dinner place. Right, right, right. The rules of the pool were, if you remember the MAC and you swam in the MAC, an indoor swimming pool, you had to swim naked. So Yeah, I so don't know because when, I, I, that was, well, the, I was, I was well, five. Okay, the interesting part of this is when the women first tried to get, and I'm making fun of the women, I thought this was a great line. When the women were trying to get into the MAC and say, hey, we want to join the MAC, we, you know, we're people too. The MAC people go, well, we have these rules that you have to swim naked in the swimming pool. And some of the women go, that's fine. We don't have a problem with that. You know, it's like, that's <laughs> yeah, not I what they were expecting. That well, too. that's not what they were expecting. You know what I mean? They were expecting the men, the men, the men were expecting them. So, well, we'll just tell them we have to swim naked in the pool and that's the rule and they won't do it. And the women go, hey, we don't have a problem. It's like, once again, I tell the story. And that I go, was back in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, though. but but once again, I told the story of, of, of you know, which the you know the Bally's Health Club there in Clayton, yeah, U City, which is now gone. They tore it down. They when, did. When I was a member there, uh, you know, it was they had the the women's locker room was on the second floor, the men's was on the first, and they were doing renovations and they were alternating back and forth between if they they closed the men's locker room and what they did was when the women's locker room was open, you know, the men's was closed for renovation. They alternated Monday, Wednesday, Friday was men's day in the locker room. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday was was women's days, and you know I don't know what's Sunday was so once again it's Monday Wednesday Friday whatever day it was I'm in the men, I'm in the quote-unquote daily men's locker room and a lady walks in sits right down next to me you know it's a bunch of dudes in the locker room strips to her birthday suit right next to me changes into her her athletic clothes puts her socks and her her shoes on and walks out and like like oh big deal and yeah, no big deal and it was funny because the locker room, because, you know, you go in a locker room, men's locker room, there's always people in there talking trash. You know, they're all, hey, boy, you you were really ripping it up today. Would you pick up 10 pounds of weights? You know, that kind of stuff. You know, all that kind of. So she walks in, and as she walks in, and luckily she was right next to me, the locker room becomes absolutely positively silent. Nobody says a word. And, and then a whole bunch of shrinkage went on. <laughs> and, she, and she completely strips down to her birthday suit. And I'm going like, now. Remember, we've talked about Do you remember it. her name? No, I have no idea who she was. What she was, do you remember about her? It was no, I remember that it was so bizarre because I was right next to her and she was like not even it was to her it was like it was like, oh, she's going to McDonald's and ordering a cheeseburger. You know, something she does every day. Eh, you know. Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna, you know, get naked in front of a bunch of dudes, you know, okay, whatever. You know. But my point being no guys complained. Nobody went down to the front desk and said, "Hey, there was a woman naked in our re- in our in our in our in our in our uh, locker room." But flip that story around, and a dude walks into the ladies' locker room back in the day, and strips to his birthday suit, 
and he would be walking out of the place with his hands handcuffed behind his back. Am I correct? Absolutely. Am I correct? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, once again, how is that fair? That's not. So why is it? See, this is. And you know that she had to sit there and tell all of her friends that this is what she was going to do. And they all sat there and conspired. I don't know. Maybe. And then they didn't conspire, really. They were strategic about it. I don't know. And can you imagine what that woman was feeling on the inside? Well, I will give her credit that she was a brave soul, you know, because. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, you know, once again, and, and you know, quite honestly, not, and I'm going to say this and people are going to go, oh, yeah, here he goes. The kind of woman I'd like to know because of the fact that she's just sort of fearless. I love women like I love everybody like that. You find me a guy who's fearless, who's just not, you know, like, I mean, like, and once again, I try to be that person, but sometimes you get beat up really bad. You know, I mean, I've stuck up for things in the past which have caused me, you know, monetary, you know, detriment, shall we say. And still to this day, you know, I mean, there's something about if you feel strongly about something and you essentially say, you know what, I don't care if, you know, if what other people think, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to stick by my guns and I'm not going to, not going to, you know, not going to go off course. I'm just going to move forward because I think this is right. And the problem is. I did that the other day. Well, there's fewer and fewer of those people around all the time. Because, yeah. because everybody's like, oh, my God, if I say something wrong, you're going to get crushed on social media. So-and-so, you know what so-and-so did? They put this picture of a, of a horse on their, on, their, on their YouTube channel. Oh, my God, that's terrible. They're, they're making fun of horses. Okay, what's wrong with making fun of a horse? You know, are they like protected species or something like that? You know, <laughs> I, I don't get it. It's just nuts. Okay, we have to take a break. Like our prostate. <laughs> you know, every time you say that. You know, I know. You know, it has to happen, and I can't. I know. Well, he he needs to be remembered. I can't find it quick enough. Hold on. Here, hold on. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, 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 hold on a minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, hold on. That's what she said. Okay. <laughs> oh, that one you found with no problem. Well, no, I know where that's at because that's on the last page. Okay, here we go. I had prostate problems that were driving me nuts. The late, great Larry King. Okay. It yes. is. It is. That's from a commercial he did. That's not a joke. That is actual commercial he did. Six, For real. Yes. 6.49. Hello, Wentz. It is BS. Hold on. I screwed up again. I forgot to stop that. Okay. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. You know what we didn't talk about? This came out Sunday. A lot of people talked about this. Uh, about What's that? The XFL coming back to St. Louis. You know about that? I don't even know what XFL is. The XFL Football League, the league that was started by, you know, the WWE dude, and then he, he the, the the pandemic hit and they stopped it. You don't remember what I'm talking about? No. You really don't? No. Anyway, it's like, it's the alternative. It's the second, it was the second Is gener- that the inside football league? No, they called it the XFL. Okay. And, so outside uh, No, no, I take that back. It wasn't, it originally was started by what Vince McMahon and the wrestling dude, and then somebody else took it over, and now is The Rock who owns it or something like that? No, The Rock The Rock had it. That's what he has. The Rock had it, and now there's a woman who owns it, okay? They announced that they're coming back. Come on. Computer is still screwed up. Hold on a minute. One more time. Yes. Okay. I cannot get this to stop. Hold on a minute. What can't you get to stop? It's Me play- talking? No, it's playing, uh. it's playing in the background. You don't know. You don't know. See, it's still... Excuse me? It's still going. Hold on, let me try to find it one more time. Okay, right here. 
man, I am really screwed up. I don't even know where this is coming from. I may have to do a reboot here on the air. Stop a everything. reboot on the air. Yeah, that's terrible. Ladies and gentlemen. Um, and once again, I will say this is my fault, and this time it's not, but I will say it's my fault. That I, works. I can't get it to stop. <sighs> Coming to the top of the hour. Hold on. Let me see. Where am I? I know this people going, what's he talking about? It's um, 6.58. I know, but I'm trying to see where I'm at on the computer. I don't see. I think the computer has gotten away from me. Let me do this. Stop that. Okay. Now let me try to do this. Um, I'm just talk, talking as I'm. Bear with me to try to find words of what's going on here. Bearing. Okay. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> I'm having a problem here. I'm having a serious issue with the computer. Oh, it's not goodness. cooperating. Um, okay. I should be right here. Is this mic on? Yes, your mic's on. Okay. Anyway, okay. we'll talk about this next hour. I want to talk about briefly on a computer issue there. Um, the bizarre part of it is St. Louis has a team. There's going to be five, six teams in the league. And the teams are all going to stay in Texas. And then they're just going to come up for the games. All six teams are going to be headquartered in Arlington, Texas. We'll talk about that next hour, okay? Which I'm okay. going like, I'm going like, that's sort of weird. You know, <laughs> you have a home team and they're not home. Uh, anyway, exactly. So I, we, I got to go. I don't mean to cut short. It's six fifty nine fifty three seconds. I got three more seconds. Otherwise, the computer is going to grab me, and I do not like where it grabs me. Okay. <laughs> six fifty nine. Man up. It is BS dot show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. I thought the song was over. It keeps going. <laughs> and you thought I was the fault for that all the time. It's uh, you. you are my mentor. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. No. You know what? Normally, I don't do those kind of mistakes, but today is different because I've got technical. Today issues. is a brand new day. I've got issues I'm dealing with, and I just realized I said do you something. Have issues? Is that what you're telling us? Can I tell you a weird story? Please, I would love a weird story. I've had a guy not once, not twice, but three times contact me. I I'm telling you the truth. This is a true story. Okay. He wants to hire me to go on a sports station. <laughs> okay. Now you laugh about that. And the first drawback two and punt, Brad. No, no. The first time he contacted me, I thought to myself, is this guy being a smart donkey or is he the smartest guy in the world? You know what I mean? And yeah. here's his reasoning. He knows I know little or nothing about sports. And he said that if and he's trying to put together a new sports station. This is what this is all about. Another sports station. Like we need one of those, okay? Just like we need another talk Better station. Than a conservative talk. Right, like another talk station. You know, we had one, now we got 18 of them. Okay. His idea is that I am so stupid at sports that I will attract an audience to all these sports geeks that call up, you don't know what you're talking about. And, and, well, they should really put me on there then. Well, and I just. I really don't know what I'm talking about. I just proved that point because I made two glaring errors last break talking about the XFL. Okay. Uh, I made the mistake of saying, air number one, there were six teams. Actually, there's eight teams, the new XFL. And I made the mistake of saying that The Rock used to own the team. This is where I got confused. Back in, was it 2001, uh, Vince McMahon came up with the XFL last one season. Okay, Then in 2019, he resurrected the XFL. Vince McMahon still owned it. This is the second mistake I made. He's owned the team in 2019. You know, started, and the Battle Hawks really took off here in St. Louis. Matter of fact, the Battle Hawks had the best attendance of any XFL team in the league, okay? 
And, and if you remember the story, they were only selling tickets in the lower bowl at the Dome, and they had so many people show up for the games, they had to open up part of the second bowl, the upper bowl. Anyway, the, the team flopped not because of the fact that they weren't doing well or what, the football wasn't fun. It was COVID because they had to, they had to essentially shut the, 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 the team down because of the fact that the COVID thing had happened. You know, they, they started play in, what is it, January of – they started after the, the NFL season. They started like, what, in – February of or March of 2020, over two years ago, okay? So here's my third mistake. It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson who currently owns the team with a woman who I would not want to get her mad at me. Her name is Danny Garcia, and it's spelled, I guess it's Danny, D-A-N-Y. Would you say that's Danny or is that Danny? D-A-N-I is Danny. D-A-N-Y is female sense. D-A-N-Y is what? Well, she's very much of a female. I guarantee you that from looking at her. Is is Danny... So she's a she-her? No, no, no. Is, 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 yeah, she's a she-her. Is that Danny or Danny as a woman? Is it Danny or Danny? D-A- it's probably Danny. Okay. Danny Garcia. Okay. And they have a, uh, the, the, there's a company called Alpha Aquacaco LLC. And I'm, I'm butchering that name. It's A-C-Q-U-I-C-C-O. Aquico, I guess it is, LLC. And they're under the Redbird Capital Umbrella, which is some hedge fund or stuff like that. Okay, so they've got eight teams. St. Louis is one of the teams. They're not sure if they're going to call them the Battle Hawks because a lot of people like that Battle Hawk. They had a logo. There are a lot of people wearing that that logo stuff and the whole bit, um, you know, uh, the shirts and the whole bit. And they did very well with attendance, and the games were good. You know, they had – matter of fact, I think wasn't it the story that the guy who was who was our quarterback ultimately got, got drafted by the NFL? They took The NFL people took him. Anyway, so that's supposed – so they don't know what the name of the team is going to be. But the weird part of it is the teams are not going to be here in St. Louis – all the teams in all eight cities are going to be in Arlington, uh, Texas, which is a suburb of Dallas-Fort Worth. And they're going. that's going to be the training camp. That's going to be their training camp in the whole bit. And then the day before game day, the teams will go off to the cities they're playing in. So for six days out of the week, they're going to be in Arlington, Texas. And then... I get like I guess you could say technically five days out of the week they're going to be at Arlington, Texas, and then the day before the game they're going to all fly into the city. In other words, both teams are going to fly together, which is sort of interesting according to what I've been able to find out. In other words, both teams on the same plane flying into St. Louis. They're going to do their game and then they're going to take their showers, jump in a bus, go back to the airport, and fly back to 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 Texas. I mean, are you down with that? Is that sort of weird or what? It's very weird. Now. One of the reasons, you know what they're saying the reason for that is? No, a way to, uh, what What are they going to say? It's a way to save money? No, this is the whole thing. Good, because it's silly. They are going to make this facility in Texas, Arlington, Texas. They're going to make this into the ultimate social media center of the sports universe. In other words, they're going to have cameras everywhere. They're going to have, and they're going to have people, you know, interviewing. And all the guys are going to be doing blog posts and, and Twitter feeds and, and you know, and, and Instagram feeds and Facebook feeds and a whole bit. And the essentially, the reason they want them all together is because they're going to put in this huge concerted effort to blitz social media with the XFL. And they're all going to do it from Texas. And Okay. 
I'm going like, why don't they ever pick St. Louis? I, well, we were we're the gateway to the West. Yesterday, I was listening to a national talk show, and they were talking about the problem with St. Louis is we're the murder capital of the United States. We yeah. are indeed. <laughs> and once again, the problem is that you know but that's only like North City proper. The big the big story uh, over the last couple of days has been the mayor. Uh, facing off with lime, you know, over the scooters. They've now banned the scooters till next year. I'm going like, I don't quite understand that. I mean, what are the scooters doing with crime? Do you have guys fly, shooting down the road on Broadway with their scooter firing their Glock at people? No, I don't think that's the case. And not only that, don't you have to have a credit card to get one of those scooters? Although my son tells me, when my son was in town, we, we went downtown. Believe it or not, we went down. It was like a couple months ago. Him and his girlfriend came into town. And we went down, downtown to eat and because uh, there was a place she wanted to go because she'd never been here before. Anyway, so <laughs> my son goes over and, and shows me a lime scooter. He says, hey, Dad, see right here? You just, you just bash this with a rock and you disable the, the computer and you can just take the scooter. I go, really? And he goes, yeah. And he shows, see, this one's been modified because it's already been broken into. They break into the scooters so they can steal the scooters. <laughs> Who's they? The, 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 the gangbangers. It's not. Do you know that there's a, a gang in the city called the Kia Boys? And all they do is, is steal Kias. So why does that surprise you? Well, there, for one thing, it's a Kia. There's a gang in St. Charles County called the Westplex Girls, and all they do is make fun of you and me. <laughs> there's a lot more people than Westplex <laughs> Girls that make fun of us, Brad. No, so so anyway, the city has banned the scooters <laughs> until 20... I'm going like, I don't quite understand what scooters have to do with crime, you know? Now, I understand if they're stealing the scooters and flying around downtown, that's not good, but... <laughs> I don't, you know, so many things I just don't understand. You know, it's to the point where... where Life is life is weird. I heard someone else say, and I won't say who this is because I don't want to embarrass them. They're not from this area. But we had a conversation trying to do some business with this particular person. You might know them, but I, I won't say, I won't embarrass them. They told me about a year they were in St. Louis and they asked me, why do you have all those barriers on the streets in downtown St. Louis? You know what I'm talking about? The Jersey barriers. You've been, I do. You've been downtown lately. It's like I told you when I drove, drove up from downtown St. Louis about a month, month and a half ago from downtown St. Louis. I drove up Broadway to take a look at my great aunt's bar right there. Fritz's Fine Foods on North Broadway, just south of Grand. And I drove all the way out of downtown on Broadway. And every couple hundred feet, they have one of these, you know, one of the Jersey barriers, the concrete center dividers, you know, sideways in the right traffic lane. So in other words, they've they've knocked Broadway, which was a four-lane street, two lanes north, two lanes south, down to one lane, and every 500 feet there's a barrier. I'm going like, does this look like Beirut or what? And why did they do that? Because of drag racing, okay? If you got enough cops, you know, you don't have that problem. You know, once again, we're talking about defund the police, you know, like Cori Bush. We don't need those police. You know, Cori Bush, the smartest woman in the world, and I'm saying that with huge air quotes to the real smartest woman in the world. The smartest woman in the world, Cori Bush, quote unquote, the smartest woman in the world, wants to shut down Boeing. Guess what her district is? North County. Guess where Boeing is? North County. She wants to shut down the largest employer in her, in her district. Does that make any sense? Did she say why? Oh, defense. She wants to, you know. What about defense? That's terrible. We should spend our money on other things instead of making 
you know, planes of war. We shouldn't be building F-15s and F-18s to protect us. We should be buying, you know, food for people who can't eat. We should be buying houses for people that are homeless. That's what she says. <laughs> I'm going like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I just and, don't. And you, you think I know this woman? Corey Bush? Oh, no, I've never met her. No, no. The other woman is is made the comment about what are all the barricades. And if you've been downtown lately, it's really sad. It's like on 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 Broadway, you know, and on Fourth Street, it's the same thing. Right in front of the dome, they've got the the you know they've got it's one way. Broadway's one way northbound, and and Fourth Street is one way southbound. I think I got that right. Um, anyway, um, the the street like at one point right in front of the dome, I think it's six lanes wide. They've got it narrowed down to like three lanes. Or maybe even two lanes because they got all the Jersey barriers in the right lane because you can't use them anymore. Why is that? Because because they drag race. So you know what? Here's what you do, okay? If you go across the river, you go across the river, there's this place called Worldwide Technology Raceway, okay? And guess what? They got this big oval track and they got this drag strip. So why can't the city essentially say, if they're having problems with the kids drag racing, why can't they say, hey, worldwide technology, you know, hey, we know you want to do good in the community because that guy who owns that's a local dude until he gets bought out by the Hoffmans. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you, you jest, but you know <laughs> yeah, that's coming. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> he wants to do good in the community. So essentially... The mayor of St. Louis should cut a deal with the dude from Worldwide Technology and say, hey, look, we got a problem with these guys drag racing. Can we have like two nights of, of a week at the drag strip over at WWT Raceway? Can we? Can you give us like, and matter of fact, if you want us, we'll pay for it. We got all this money for the federal government from COVID stuff like that. We got money from, you know, we got hundreds of millions of dollars from, from Stan Kroenke. You know, he gave us for, you know, ditching us with the Rams. Can we pay you some money to use the drag strip? And matter of fact, and matter of fact, hire some tow trucks. And if the, if the guys, oh, we can't get our car across the river, hire some tow trucks, you know, bring some food trucks over, have it all paid for. Guys, you guys want to drag race? Don't drag race in downtown St. Louis. We'll tow your cars, put them on a flatbed tow truck, take them over to to what is that? Madison, Illinois, where it was over there, just just east of East St. Louis. We'll 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 buy you food. We'll we'll give you a racetrack for free. Just don't drag race in downtown St. Louis. I mean, see, that's my that, see. That's why I would never get elected because that's the kind of stuff I do. I go, okay, there's a problem. You know, meet with them. You know, go down and talk to the instead of forming. Yo, I'll solve no, it. No, yeah, we go, I'll solve it. Instead of forming a stupid committee, hey, we're going to form a committee to figure out why we have all this drag racing problem and all these street hoodlums in downtown St. Louis riding my my my. My my son calls them the hooligans, you know. Uh, the hooligans, and and they're also called the twelve o'clock boys. You know what the twelve o'clock boys are? No. The twelve o'clock boys. This started. Was it in Philly? The twelve o'clock boys started where the inner city guys got into dirt bikes of all crazy things. You know, I mean, once again, it's sort of funny because you think of dirt bikes, you usually think of Bubba out in the farm who's got his, like his, you know, Honda 250 dirt bike and he's going flying around out in the fields. Okay. Well, all of a sudden the inner city boys think, Hey, those dirt bikes are sort of cool. Let's get dirt bikes. So what they would do is the 12 o'clock boys, if you were really good on your dirt bike, you could do that wheelie and you'd put the dirt bike straight up in the air at 12 o'clock get it that's why they call it the 12 o'clock boys so in other words if you could wheelie on your back wheel but not 
like a 45 degree wheelie, a 90 degree wheelie where, you know, you're, you're hanging on to that bike because it's vertical. In other words, it's no longer, you know, two, two tires on the road. One's on the road. The other one is straight up in the air. That's why they call them the 12 o'clock boys. Cause it's extremely difficult to do. And in fact, I, I, I've heard, I have a police officer friend of mine who every once in a while will give me the latest term. This is not all that new, but he he said something the other day to me about, he says, yeah, he's talking about one of his friends. He's one of the jump out boys. You know what the jump out boys are? No. <laughs> this is another one. This is a police term, okay? <laughs> the cops who are out there listening go, we know exactly what jump out boys are. Jump out boys are like, they could be the SWAT team, but mainly they're like the undercover drug dudes and the reason they called the jump out boys is because all of a sudden you're doing a drug deal and all of a sudden a black SUV pulls up and a bunch of guys jump out and throw the handcuffs on you. Or as they they call it, slapping silver. Slapping silver? <laughs> slapping silver. <laughs> I don't get that analogy at all. Handcuffs. The handcuffs are silver. Oh, okay. So yeah, the, okay. the jump out boys. I thought they were... Cable ties. No, no, no. They jump out, boys. Be jumping out of their SUV, and they be slapping silver. That's what they're doing. That's the jump out, boys. I'm going like, man, I like this language, you know. And then he tells me about this is. I shouldn't actually said this on the air. This is pretty funny. It's sad, but it's funny. Okay. Do you remember this horrible situation that happened with Donna Dallas, where this was after the George Floyd thing, where the guy started shooting cops and he killed like five he had like a sniper rifle and he's shooting like these cops in downtown dallas and he killed five of them and shot a bunch of them injured them you know this crazy weird story happened, I don't. happened a couple years ago this guy was a black dude who got mad at the cops and he was shooting white cops killing white cops and they finally chased him to a parking garage and he hold he was holed up in a parking garage so and this was controversial they couldn't get the guy, and he's firing at him with his AR, and he's like got you know hundreds of rounds of ammunition. He's just like he's not going down easy, you know. And they're trying to they're trying to talk him out of it. And he won't go down. So they bring in this robot, this remotely controlled robot, okay? And okay. the the robot takes like a hand grenade and goes up to him and blows the guy up, okay? <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I Literally didn't laugh. kills him. Well, I kind of did. The but robot, okay, go on. The robot attacks him with an explosive device and blows the guy up and puts the thing. Okay, so my cop friend tells me, you know what that robot's now called? What? R two F U. Oh as in R two D two. They now call that robot the police call those the R two F U robots. And I'm going like Oh, that is so funny. R two F U. And I'm going like, okay, I learned about the jump odd boys and I learned about R two F U. Man, I'm I'm digging this police talk, you know? I'm going like and I said to him, I go, Are you serious? He goes, No. He says that's a running joke. He says all the police departments and then i so he sends me this video of the here's the latest thing their latest tool they're using some of these swat teams is they buy like they buy like a bobcat you know like you know like a bobcat like a skid steer loader kind of thing you know like small yeah. compact you know things that like does landscaping and things like that and they armor it 
So in other words, there's a guy in the Bobcat and it's armored. And then what they do is they have all these attachments because you know how Bobcat works. There's things you put, you can put a bucket, you can put like forks on it. You can put like grapple hooks and all that kind of stuff. So they use the, 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 you know, the, the arm, you know, the, the lift arm and they put different attachments on it. And one of the attachments they have is this like little box. It's like this armored box and it's not closed. It's got like, it's got armor across the front and it's got armor on two sides and, it's got big piece of bulletproof glass right in the middle, and it's got bullet ports in it. You know, like the armored cars have it, so you can like stick a gun out. The, you know, if you get the armored cars get attacked, they got a little port they can stick their gun out and fire at the people who are attacking. You know what I'm talking about? I do. So, so this thing is designed to attack people who are on the second floor of like houses. So if they if like go into an area where there's like a guy who's holed up in a house and he's shooting at the cops, but he's on the second floor and they can't get to him. So they bring in this armored bobcat and they put a bunch of these guys in this bucket that's armored and the bobcat goes up to the house and raises the platform up to the second floor and they fire at the guy. I'm going like, holy cow, police is getting pretty in- intense here. I mean, you got the R2FU, you've got, you know, the armored bucket truck, you know. See me, 3PO. <laughs> right. I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, and and once again, it's like, it's like, okay. And, you know, and the crazy thing about this is, you know, and once again, I've read stories about this. Remember how the the big push was, we need, and it started right here in St. Louis with the Michael Brown thing. We need, every cop needs to have um, a, a, a uh, you know, body cam. body cam. And all the cars need to have dash cams, okay? You know, what the, you know how that's backfired on the bad guys? Because 95% of the videos that they come up with show the bad guys being bad guys. You know what I mean? It's like they're, yes, I do. they're documenting that these guys are, you know, running over people with cars. They're shooting at the cops. They're trying to stab the cops. And it's like, it's like okay, I don't think this is what these people intended. They were trying to make it to the point where, like, look how bad these cops are. When most of the body cam- camera videos shows the cops like who are being attacked you know and are fighting back you know i mean it's crazy stuff it's like it's like okay this is like once again remember my favorite law you know my law is my favorite law which one is it the law the law of unintended consequences consequences yes the law of unintended consequences is the people thought that if you put a body camera on all the cops you'd show them doing all this bad stuff most of the time, it shows the bad guys doing the bad stuff and the cops trying to do the right thing. Now, once again, there are instances where it does catch the bad cops doing bad things. and But that's the minority. The majority of the body cam video is these bizarre, weird, you know, weird things where like, I mean, like, there's there's a couple of them. That it's like, it's like, like, for example, I think it's in Alabama. Alabama trooper pulls over. This is on a dash cam. Pulls over a guy who does, he blows a stop sign and, 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 um, uh, you know, uh, uh, doesn't have a seatbelt on. State trooper pulls him over. He's got a dash cam. He's got a body-worn mic. So you can hear the whole interaction. So he goes up. Here's the dash cam video. He walks up to the guy. It's a pickup truck. Walks up to the guy in the pickup truck. And the guy's, you know, hey, you know, you know, he's, he's good old boy. Hey, I, you know, I pulled you over because you ran that stop sign back there. and You don't have your seatbelt on. Kid. You got a driver's license on you. And the guy's, at, first off, being real nice. And like 20 seconds into the traffic stop, you see the state trooper like go ballistic. I mean, like all of a sudden he's like frantically reaching into the car because why this guy's pulling a gun on him. 
So, you know, I want him, once again, for a traffic stop where he's got, and I think the cops smell a little weed in the car. So, in other words, he blows the stop sign. He doesn't have his seatbelt on. And and the cop pulls him over. He smells a little weed in the car. So, he goes up, and he's talking nice to him. He's not being belligerent or anything. He's, you know, he's like being the good old Southern, you know, hey, I'm Joe State Trooper from Alabama. So, the cop, you can see him fighting with the guy to try to keep the guy's gun away from him. So, the cop loses control of the situation, runs away from, you know, this is all in body cam, runs away from the front door and right in front of his squad car, does a 180, pulls out his gun. And by this point in time, the guy is out of the car. The, you know, the bad dude is out of the car, squared, squared away with the cop in a, in his fighting position, aimed at the cop. The cop takes one shot and kills him with one shot. Literally. Wow. And the whole thing takes place in like a second and a half. If you watch, I mean, somebody, they slow it down. It's like, Holy cow. And once again, the cop spins around because, in other words, he's running away from the car. And, and in other words, he knows the guy's coming after him. The guy's already stepping out because when the cop's running, you see him look back over the shoulder. The door opens. The guy's stepping out. You see the gun in his hand. You know, the cop turns around, does the 180, faces the guy. They're face-to-face. The guy's got the gun on the cop. The cop's got the gun on the guy. The guy fires one round, drops the guy, dead. I mean, you know, hit him right in the heart. Gone. And then his buddy, the car wasn't in park, the truck wasn't in park, and the truck rolls down the street, and his buddy jumps out of the truck while it's running down the street and hits a tree. And go like, okay, once again, you know, this shows that, you know, this cop did everything right, and this is some nutbag who he pulled over who's going to try to kill the cop. It's like, I don't get it. I mean, once again, you get a ticket for, you know, running a stop sign, doesn't have a seatbelt on, a little dope in the car, you know, what's that? In New York, that's a $10 fine, right? You know, I mean, it's no big deal. You go to traffic court, you pay your money, you go home. You don't shoot a cop over that. You know what I'm saying? I do. Anyway. Are you there? Yeah. Are you just breathing heavy? No, I'm trying to reprogram my R2FU, so I got somebody I want to go over. <laughs> it's, it's, it's seven. It just tickles me. I, I thought I thought you'd like that. Yeah. He says, yeah, that's what they call an R2FU. Okay, I get it. 729. <laughs> and AM 1350 KRAP. This is BS. Show. I am Shelly. He is Brad. And together we talk about absolutely nothing of consequence. The R2FU. Well, sometimes some of consequence, but nothing. Um, it's, it's all by tongue-in-cheek put it that way okay i got an interesting text i won't say who this is from but and this is interesting they're commenting okay. on the mike elam ad we had mike elam on the air today. mike elam running for a county council he just heard his ad and they're saying the ad sounds too good and it doesn't sound like a politician <laughs> which is interesting that's because that's how good he is <laughs> I, well what's funny because most of that's they, what he does they, they sort of sound town like that matter of fact you know what i haven't done you haven't done it yet. You know, I'm going to do it right now. You know, now. it's been a while. Hold on a minute. And it's come, you, you need to make that happen. You know what I'm talking about? I absolutely do. What am I talking about? You're talking about the ever um, consequential uh, the fake, ad for politicians. Fake political ad? Okay. Yes. Okay. It's, I call it the universal campaign ad, okay? Yes, this, that's what it is. <laughs> this, here, this is a minute, 25 seconds. I'm going to play this, okay? I'm going to turn on mics off. I'm going to play this. Now, keep in mind, here's the premise of this. This is essentially the audio for a TV commercial, but what it is, it's a 
TV commercial and the director is coming in and giving instructions as to what the, the audio should look like, I mean, what the video should look like, okay? So in other words, it's yes. like the audio track and a director comes in like his little mic. Okay, now put up a picture of this right now. Okay, so this is, here, here we go. This is the universal, and what's so funny about it is how many times have you heard this exact same ad where they just filled in the blanks, you know? Okay, you ready? You know, you, know, you did that, I don't know how far back, but then you played one that was like a real ad, and it was just like it. <laughs> I know. It's like there. It's like it's it was a, hilarious. It's like they have a template. Okay, here we go. You ready? Here we they go. They do. Our insert district, state, city, county, or just say our country here needs the leadership and values of insert candidate name. Working families and supporters of freedom know that candidate holding baby if new wife is younger show also is working hard for a secure America. And yet, some people still support black and white photo of opponent looking scummy. Don't they remember how he or she voted with big corporations and powerful elites for symbolic wedge issue? Time and again, black and white photo of scummy opponent shaking hands with convicted lobbyist pedophile has declared war on family values. What a contrast to candidate in elementary school classroom, couple of black kids who'd had the courage to stand up to the special interests and fight against latest focus group talking points. Don't be fooled by the same old double talk. Vote to protect our children and our district, state, city, county, or just say our country. Vote for candidate in hard hat, shaking hands with ethnically diverse workers. And send a message to the hate America first crowd that black and white photo of opponents split screen with Adolf Hitler represents. Um, candidate standing in front of a war memorial. Can I approve this message? Paid for by untraceable political group with misleading name, powerless figurehead. Chairman. Now, is that funny or what? <laughs> because, it's hilarious. You, I had to you, turn my you, mic down because I was sitting there giggling, I and I'm mean, like, it's going to ruin the commercial. And what's so funny is it's so true. You watch You watch these TV commercials, and you know when they're talking about the candidate, it's like this uplifting music. Here's a great guy. He's a great guy. Now, his competition. It's like this. Like It's almost like Jaws kind of music. Like sharks. You know. And then they talk about, you know, like, you know, you know, uh, he's, you know, he's got, he's, he's at a factory. He's got, you know, uh, you know, and, and once again, ethnically diverse group of people around him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the line about. With a hard hat and, and a tie. Right. And the line about him is show wife and show, show him candidate with his wife if she's younger. You know, it's like, yes. it's like the women should go like, I can't believe they said that. But once again, it's like, it's like, oh God. It's crazy. And it we, we've got some ads on our station but right now. But it's real. Well, we've got some ads on our station right now. And I'm not going to say which one. But if you listen to it, it's a hit ad. And it's put together by... See, what people, yes, it is. What people don't understand, this has gotten interesting. You know, we, Yesterday, we had Mike Elam tell us, to talk to us about elections. I'll tell you from the media standpoint, okay? There are two types of ads we're running on the station right now. Political ads. One of them is actually by the candidate... And one of them is by a PAC, a PAC, Political Action Committee, okay? Now, the PAC can be negative or they can be positive. We're running an ad on our station right now. We have a PAC ad on this very station that is tearing down one candidate. Then we have another PAC ad that's promoting the same candidate, which is sort of weird. Now, the, the weird part of it is neither of those two ads is bought by the, the c candidate. At least that's what they claim. 
It's a bunch of people to get together. Like, let's say we want to elect, let's say we want to elect, uh, we want to elect uh, Caleb Hunter as the next county executive, you know, now, now, in, like in four years. Steve, Steve. Boy, uh, would this county have fun. Steve Elman is probably going to win election, re-election, because Bob Onder dropped out. So Steve Elman's probably going to make it, and he said it's going to be his last term. So in other words, he'll be out in 2026. He's gone. Okay, so in 2026, you and I decide we want Caleb Hunter to be our county executive in St. Charles County. Or the same thing we could do it like, let's pick somebody. Who would pick in, in Franklin County? Who would pick in Franklin County? In Franklin County, we pick... Amy Mensch. Yes, Amy Mensch as as presiding commissioner. We get rid of Tim Brinker and we have Amy Mensch as presiding commissioner. You yeah, and I, she would. You and I could like pool our resources and come up with three dollars and buy an ad on KLPW for <laughs> Amy Mensch. <laughs> no, if we were rich. Matter of fact, I if read, I were a rich man, I, da, 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 I read something the other day that that seventy eight. I don't know if this. This is exact. I've read this. It could be not a correct figure. 78% of the money that's promoting Eric Greitens is from outside the state by outside PACs. In other words, he's getting very, very little money in the state of Missouri. Missouri residents aren't campaigning, aren't putting money in his campaign. It's mainly coming from outside the state. And that's gotten to be... Are they grooming him? Well, but see, that's the interesting thing. If you go like to the, the race down in Texas for the governor of Texas, you got uh, Greg Abbott, who's running for re-election. You got, you know, weirdo Mr. Fake, Mr. Fake Spanish guy, Beto O'Rourke, whose real name is Francis O'Rourke, and he's a Catholic dude, and he's like Irish, and he's from, from New York City or something like that. But he's, he, he's, he's taken the name Beto, which makes him sound like he's Spanish or something like that. I think they said 92% of the money that is buying all the ads for his campaign in Texas is from out of state. Now, what does that tell you? I mean, like, I mean, like to the point where it's like, okay. But he's got a lot of people that believes him. But if, okay, like, for example, why would you, let's say, let's say somebody's running for mayor of Chicago, okay? Why would you send them money? You don't live in Chicago. You don't have a business in Chicago. You don't even go to Chicago. Why would you send that guy money? Our gal, why would you send them money? Why would you do that? I don't know that 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 young woman that did that commercial with the stomping. Yeah, but that was that, that, that was. I would send her money. Why? Why would you do that? I think that was because in Baltimore. I loved her commercial and I like what she stood for. Okay, but that's the exact point. So, in other words, the idea being is people are supporting people that they believe in ideologically. Ideologically, in other words, it's that's not how most people vote. Yeah, but the problem is they if, vote. If, most people vote their, you know, not necessarily politically. They vote, you know, as a feeling. I like, get, I, I feel that I get what you're Steve saying. Elman is going to be an another term of excellence. Well, but you could look at it this way. You could look at it this way. And I understand what you're saying. But see, the point is, and you're sort of making my point. I vote emotionally. But you, and, and most people do. But you vote for someone who has an impact on your life. You Correct. vote. You vote or for... Or an impact in the world. Well, but that's different. You know, Steve Elman is some people, you know, you know, everybody has, you know, people, you know, it's like 50-50. People, you know, you love the love they love you or they hate you. Everybody is polarizing on some point. Right. Okay. You look at Steve Elman in St. Charles County and even like Tim Brinker in Franklin County, okay? Good things happen. I've hap never met him, so I can't really comment on him. Oh, he's he drives a little he rides a little motorcycle up and down the parade route for the town country fair, but that's a whole other story. Okay. Anyway, the idea being is you support him because He's done a good job. 
Franklin County, you know, Tim Brinker in Franklin County, and some people would, you know, uh, not agree with that. And the same thing with Steve Elman. Some people would say Steve Elman's not a good, not done a good job. But you know, look at the numbers. Crime's low in both Franklin and St. Charles County. You know, jobs are good. You know, if the, they're compared to St. Louis, everything is low. Well, but that's the point. You know, you can say, okay, look at St. Louis. City of St. Louis is a train wreck, and Franklin County and, and St. Charles County, by by exact opposite are doing well okay so why would you want to live in the city and the the point of that is you saw it with the 2020 census where st charles county is now over 400,000 people and the city of st louis is below 300,000 once again let's do a little history lesson do you know what the fourth largest city in the country was in 1904 the fourth largest st louis exactly in 1904, St. Louis was the fourth largest city. I believe the way it went in 1904, it was um, New York was number one. I believe Philadelphia was number two. I, th- I think Boston was three, and we were number four. Keep in mind, in 1904, we had not only the World's Fair, but the first American Olympics. There had never been Olympics on the, Did not know on, that. On the face of the earth. Yes, in 1904, we had the World's Fair and the Olympics. As a matter of fact... You can still go to Francis Field right there at the corner of, what is that, Skinker and Forsyth. That field right there, the football field that the Washington University uh, team plays on, is the original track and field field uh, for the 1904 Olympics. Did you know that? I did not. That, That right there is where the Olympics were held in 1904, okay? What the hell happened to St. Louis? Now we're not, if you look at the population of the city of St. Louis, we're not even in the top 50 anymore. Matter of fact, there's a... And it's really a shame because St. Louis proper has the most beautiful, magnificent brick buildings. And by the way, did you see that in the news the other day? They What's knocked, that? They knocked down the Culver House behind, behind uh, the Powell Symphony Hall. Remember that beautiful old building? Yes, I do. They knocked it down. And, and you know that there was some fingerprints left in that little area well i say i'll go on record right now saying shame on the st louis symphony i agree with and the reason they tore it down was they're expanding they're putting on a new wing of the building okay they have like a hundred million dollars there was a guy who was going to give them a piece of land to move the house to take a hundred million dollars take two million dollars out of your hundred million dollars you still got 98 million dollars and move the damn building instead of tearing it down you know, yeah. St. Louis Symphony, stop being jerks about it. You should have moved the building. It was a beautiful building. It was gorge. And they knocked it down. I saw it. We forgot to talk about that last week. St. Louis Symphony, shame on you. I'm never going to one of your concerts again. Of course, I haven't been in a years, but that doesn't make any difference. You it's know. not the point. The point is, is they took something that was magnificent that could never be built to the same quality ever. Exactly. And they just demolished it. It's like down in Washmo. You come across the bridge on 47, come out of Warren County. You go two blocks south. There's a whole city block that's just a big empty field now. They knocked down a bunch of houses. Yeah, some, be- some beautiful houses. I'm going like, okay, yeah. it's historic Washmo. Historic. Are we just going to tear down all the places and just build new stuff? Are we going to just build new Wally Worlds and, and build new, you know, you know, uh, uh, you know, Dress for Less, Ross Dress for Less, a new, a new, you know, what's the other one? Coles and new Tarjays and stuff like that. And put in a Marshalls. second, a second, you know, like we really need a second, um, you know, um, uh, you know, Starbucks, stuff like that. No, you tear down an entire block. You go to Europe, 
you got houses that are hundreds of years old. Some of them are thousands of years old, okay? But not in the St. Louis area. You know, you got, remember I told you the story about the old, the building that I, when I worked for the St. Louis Community College District, we we had a, a, a wing of that office building out there at Clayton and Clarkson. It was like eight years old and they tore it down. They tore it down to build, what they tore it down to build? A Straub's. And the Straub's lasted two years and went bankrupt, okay? I don't get it. I don't understand it. Why do you know? Why do we have this? Oh, we love our history until we don't like the building because we're trying to build a new building and we're just tear down the old one, you know, historic building. I mean, like if somebody said, uh, <laughs> the smartest woman in the world says, wood rot, asbestos, mold, lead paint. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, but all that could be abated. Right, you can tear all that stuff out. Yeah, wood rot, <laughs> asbestos. Now quantify the cost of that. Okay, once again, once again, what did we do in the Central West End on Long Delmar? We 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 spent what sixty five million dollars to put down tracks in Delmar and buy old pieces of crap, you know, uh, you know, street cars that don't work, and they could that were not named Desire, <laughs> right? And we couldn't we couldn't fix we couldn't fix the Culver Building behind the behind the anyway. <sighs> What is she saying right now? 3.2 million to move it. Once again, the guy had a place to move it to. They were gonna the guy was gonna give up a free lot. The St. Louis Symphony is spending a hundred million dollars on their expansion. Take 3.2 million, which is a hundred. If let me do my math, hold it. 3.2 million of a hundred million is what? 3.2%? Do I do my math math right there? That was an easy one. 3.2% of their budget. And they could have, and they, what did they? They could have called it the violin building. They could have called it the music building. They could have called it the the bassoon building or something like that. It could have been a nice little hey, hey look at um they place where people could come and and look at the the history of the symphony hall or and or they, yes or they could have just been lovely or they could have turned it into a nice little building where once a week. Are twice a week members of the symphony would come and teach kids how to play instruments. You know, hey, there you go. Third Thursday and Friday after three o'clock, come to the Culver Building, which we moved, and we're going to teach you how to play the oboe, the violin, the drums, whatever. No, but they tear it down. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Of I course, don't know how to explain that? Of course, seven fifty one. She says parts were salvaged. Tear it down. Not on historical register either. Who cares? I, you know, I mean, which brings to mind, why isn't it? I heard a guy last night, a developer, talk about this, which is pretty funny. He talked about he bought an old, old house to renovate it, and then and the city was going to give him a grant. This is like the perfect example of the government that can't agree with one another. The city was, was going to give him a grant. I'm not going to say where this was because I get this guy in trouble. The city was going to give him a grant to renovate it, and it had a big front porch on it. But back in the day, they didn't put railings on the front porch. So the historical commission, in order for him to get his grant, had to restore it exactly like it was before. But the city, the city inspector would not give a permit until they put railings on the front porch. See where I'm going with this? In other words, one, one, one branch of the city saying, okay, in order for you to get this grant, you have to do it exactly like it was when the building was built, and that means no railings on the front porch. But the building inspector says, hey, I got bad news for you. I don't care what they say, but you know what? You're not going to get an occupancy permit unless you put railings on the front porch. So he's going like, okay, 
I got two branches of the city government. One tells me not to put the railing on the front porch. The other branch tells me, put the railing on the front porch. Which one do I do? Why can't you get those two branches of government in a room together and say, okay, guys, look, you guys over here, you need the railings on the front porch. You guys over here, you don't want the railings on the front porch. Let's work this out. We both work for the city. Let's get this taken care of. Let's come to a compromise. Let's say, put half the railings up on the front porch and everything will be hunky-dory. No, we can't do that because that violates the building code. No, we can't do that because that violates historical preservation code. It's like, remember there was the people in Florissant that got in trouble for putting vinyl siding on their house? Remember that story years ago? I do. <laughs> and they got end up in court. I think they got sued by the city and I think they lost their house. God, how weird is that? You know, but you can put vinyl siding in your house. But Shelly doesn't put, Shelly lives in the nice neighborhood. She puts titanium siding in her house. It's seven. No, there's actually a new siding that's not masonite, that's not hardy board, but it's it's newer and it's not vinyl either. It's the Selena Gomez board. It's 754. Oh, dear. Here's it a- is BS.show. Shelly, I will apologize to you and everybody else. This has not been a good show this morning. It's all my darn fault. I screwed up a couple things on the log. I screwed up a couple things on the computer. I screwed up a couple things on the board. It's all my fault. Was I supposed to disagree with you? <laughs> you're supposed to say, Brad, don't take it so hard. No. Brad, don't take it so hard. <laughs> no, you're hard, supposed honey. to say, It's not all your fault. <laughs> no, you're supposed to say, Yeah, well, that's because you're a man. If a woman were running the station, that would be my mom. If a woman were running the station, it wouldn't have those kind of problems, right? That's, that's... <laughs> that would probably be your mama, yes. <laughs> that would be my mom. Yeah, well, that's because you're a man. If a woman were running the station, things would go smoothly, but you're a man, so things are all screwed up. You know I wish what? I could have met her. Guilty as charged. Yeah. Well, she loved you. She hated me. Okay, we got to go. You ready? Oh, Say goodbye. Great. Have a, have a great day, everybody. Peace. I fly. And uh, home day. Yeah. <laughs> she had to get that in. 7.59. Absolutely. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.